The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The following podcast was recorded and released at some point in 2007, April in 2007, possibly on April the 27th or the 26th. I really don't know, but hey, that's all right, because this is a just another fanboy classic episode, y'all. Enjoy. You're listening to Just Another Fanboy, the podcast that needs caffeine like it needs water. Just Another Fanboy is a Lynx Broadcasting production and a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome to episode number 35 of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and joining me this week is nobody. Unfortunately, I have some sad news for all of you fans out there of the wife. She's not she's not here tonight. She's not feeling very well, so I'm flying solo. And because of that, we're probably going to have a very short, no-frills episode. But it's got to be done, because we can't do it tomorrow. So a couple of announcements before I really get going. I actually uh looking forward to episode number 36. Um I'm going to be joined on episode 36 by Sean Whalen and Jim from Raging Bullets, uh, the DC fan podcast. I actually just got off of Skype talking with Sean uh because I've I've never used the Skype before, but we just got the DSL and now I can jump on Skype and maybe have some people join me on the old show and talk about comics, which is what we like to do. Comics are great. And so next week, um, me and the the fellas, Sean and Jim from Raging Bullets, are going to be talking about Madman Atomic Comics number one, which sold out at Diamond, which is awesome. So uh, look forward to that next week, episode 36. Probably most of the episode will be, will be taken up by us uh, talking about Madman and frankly, just about anything else that, you know, that we want to talk about. Cause that's, that's really the format of this show. We, we talk about whatever we want to talk about. Dang it. We've got the microphone. We control the airwaves. You're listening to what we want you to listen to. Turn the show off. Um, let's talk about what I've been reading lately. I took a, little trip into my local borders this past week and uh, had a, a gift certificate uh, floating around in the old pocket that I got from my um, my employer. It was actually a, a holiday gift certificate given to me back in November of the 06 and haven't really been, uh, didn't really have anything to spend it on. So I, I went into the borders finally to to spend it and spend it I did, I'll tell you. First up, we've got... <clears throat> Oh, you hear that? That is the Bone One Volume Edition. 
thirteen hundred some odd pages. Let me let me flip to the end here. Thirteen hundred and thirty-two pages. I haven't read it yet. I mean, I've read I've read the story before through trades from the library, but I haven't read through this copy yet. And the wife's looking forward to reading it because she read the first trade out of Boneville. And she wants to finish up the old story, and now she can. She's going to read it at her leisure. And once she's finished it up, then I'll sit down with it, you know, in the, you know, my office, the toilet, as it were. And I'll read, I'll give it a read through, and then maybe we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit on a, on an upcoming episode. So you can look forward to that. Uh, another book I picked up, I went in there specifically looking for not only the Bone One Volume Edition, which I found, yay, yay. But I actually went in there to look for the novelized version of Infinite Crisis. Didn't find the novelized version of Infinite Crisis. But what I did find was a book by Tom DeHaven. It's called It's Superman, a novel. Let me just read you what it says off the back. Coming of age in rural 1930s America with X-ray vision, the power to stop bullets, and the ability to fly isn't exactly every boy's story. So just how did Clark Kent, a shy farmer's son, grow up to be the Man of Steel? Follow young Clark's whirlwind journey from Kansas to New York City's Daily Planet. This ace reporter is not the only person leading a double life in a teeming metropolis, just the only one able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, a skill that comes in handy when battling powerful criminal masterminds like scheming Lex Luthor and fascist robots. But... Can Clark's Midwestern charm save the day and win the heart of the stunning, seen-it-all newspaper woman Lois Lane? Or is that a job for Superman? After you look up in the sky, look deep into the soul of a pop culture legend brilliantly re-imaged in this novel, which is as, in as inventive and thrilling as it is touching and wise. I'm probably a little over a quarter of the way through this, and I'm really enjoying it. This is... I feel, thus far from what little I've read, should be a must-have for any Superman fan. It I don't I don't know much about Superman from the thirties. I don't I haven't read any of those early stories. I've seen, you know, maybe one or two of the old cartoons, um the uh what is it, the Fleischer cartoons, but I don't know a lot about the story itself, so I don't really know how much from the origin of, of of Superman back in action comics in the 30s, how much this is actually taking from that. But, I mean, it is taking place, instead of in Metropolis, it's taking place in New York City. So it seems to me like they're, they, they are turning some of it, some of it on its ear. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's very well written. It's very good. And it's, it should be a must have for any Superman fan out there. If you haven't read it, I do suggest picking it up because I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I finished the books of doom. It's a Marvel book at written by Ed Brubaker, which goes over the origin of Dr. Doom. And I enjoyed it. It was, it was a pretty good read. Um, if, if you're a fan of the Fantastic Four, if you're like me and you like Dr. Doom and want a little bit more information about where he comes from and why he does what he does, and you haven't read the books of Doom, then, then you should probably pick it up because it, it, it's an entertaining story and it, and it really gives you a lot of good background about just, just who is this Dr. Doom guy. So books of Doom, Marvel Comics, it's a six issue mini collected on a trade. Uh, I also recently read Batman uh, 100 by Paul Pope, and eh, I liked it. It was pretty good. Um, it's 
you know, a future take on Batman. I think it's like uh, 35, 40 years or so in the future, but it's, it's nothing like the dark Knight returns. Um, they don't really tell you who it is. That's Batman. It, I may be missing the point when I read it, but they do kind of maybe allude to the fact that it's still Bruce Wayne under the cowl, uh, because the Jim Gordon is in it, but it's like the grandson of, of commissioner Gordon from current Batman history. And he finds in his grandfather's, uh, country house, all this information that he's collected about Batman, the, the, you know, the records and whatnot that, that they weren't keeping at the, at the police station on file. And I don't know, again, I may have been just missing the point entirely, but it almost feels like they were alluding to the fact that it's still Bruce Wayne from all the way from the 1930s up until this future time. Somehow Bruce Wayne has been Batman this whole time, or maybe they were trying to tell us that it's always been a different person, but I don't know. Go out and read it. Tell me what you think. Write in, send us a voicemail and, and uh, I want to get your views on it because I, I thought it was decent. You know, the, the art was okay, but you know it was it was a pretty fun little read there. So uh, Batman 100 by Paul Pope. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Heroes. Heroes was on Monday night this week, uh, back after a very long break, and it was a great episode. Um, not a lot happened. There was the the big fight everybody's been waiting for between Peter and Siler, but you know. Not as much as I was hoping for. Next week's episode should be pretty good because it deals with uh, like five years into the future. So the whole point of the story thus far is that there's something is going to explode in New York, killing most of the city. And and uh, the heroes are coming together to try to stop this. And next week's episode is basically five years in the future. If they were not a, if if they're not able to stop the explosion, this is what the future is going to look like. So that might be kind of interesting. So. You know, if you're not watching Heroes, you you really should. If you you know you call yourself a comic fan and you're not reading the Heroes, shame on you. I had this uh, uh, I was gonna talk about with with the wife tonight. She's not here, but uh, I bit my tongue the other night. Have you ever done that? I'm, I'm I'm sleeping and I wake up to the sound of my jaws clamping together. You know how you when you bite down really hard and you get that clicking sound. Your jaws just clamping. You can hear it in your ear. I woke up to the sound of that. So the first thing that wakes me up is the sound of my jaws clicking together very loudly in my ears. The second thing I notice is the pain shooting through my tongue where I bit into it. And this happened probably three nights ago, and the swelling is finally starting to come down. Otherwise, I would not have you. you, I would have been doing this show tonight and every other word I would have been like, give it, sit it, because I kept biting myself in the same friggin place. So the tongue is very tender. Stay away from biting your tongue. It's not fun. It's not great. So those are my announcements for the show. Again, I just want to remind everybody that next week, episode 36, we will be talking to Raging Bullets about Madman, and I am very, very much looking forward to that. Uh, Sean seems like a really nice guy. I'm looking forward to talking with Jim. Maybe Karen will will be involved in that. I'm not quite sure at this point because she hasn't read Madman Atomic Comics number one, but if we can get her to read it before then, then maybe she can join in on the conversation. But uh, until then, let's do some news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. This week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort is brought to you by Pickle in a Sack, the bet for all ages. 
Have you grown weary of cats and dogs? Do goldfish make you bored to tears? Has your hamster got you down in the dumps? Well, why not try Pickle in a Sack, the revolutionary new pet that comes with its own unique carrying case. Take it to the beach, the zoo, or even your local sewage treatment plant. Why, thanks to that brown paper bag, this pickle will go with you anywhere. In a world that's quickly going the way of the dodo, wouldn't it be nice to have a loyal pet by your side when the going gets rough? When public transport shuts down, when the power goes away and you're left without food or water, you've always got pickle in a sack. Pickle in a sack, because eating your hamster is just plain weird. Please dispose of pickle in a sack when it begins to smell. Pickle in a sack is not intended for lonely people who just need a living, breathing creature around to love them unconditionally. The line between comic book fiction and reality blurred together in the form of a white, brittle rock. Kryptonite, the sometimes green, glowing mineral that has plagued Superman for decades, was discovered somewhere outside the, outside the confines of a panel page, specifically Serbia. A new mineral matching the chemical composition for kryptonite, suggested in Superman Returns, was discovered by a team of geologists in a Serbian mine, according to London's Natural History Museum. Unable to find a suitable match to a known mineral, the geologists turned to the Internet, which revealed the rock's relation to the most famous element in comic books. That's kind of weird. Next up is the fourth season of The Batman Winds Down. This is over on the CW on Saturdays. The Cape Crusader is starting to make some super friends. In the two-part season finale, which will begin this Saturday and concludes on May 5th, Batman joins forces with Martian Manhunter. And apparently in the next season, we're also going to see Flash, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Hawkman, and Superman. The question I want to know is, though, is this going to be Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, or are we going to finally see Hal Jordan jump out there and do his thing? Let's see. Not a lot of news this week. This week on DVD, Night at the Museum. One of my favorite DVD releases, Stephen Wright, When the Leaves Blow Away. Stand up. Awesome. The Drew Carey Show Season 1, four-disc series, and one of my most anticipated DVD releases of all time, WKRP in Cincinnati Season 1, three-disc series, fellow baby, Booger. That's all I'm going to say. So that was this week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. you got to try to say that really fast. 12 times in a row with your head in a bucket of water. That's the rule. But until then, my comic book picks of the week. Okay, this week I've only got one book for you. It's from Marvel Comics, and it is Punisher War Journal number six. This is written by Matt Fraction. Artist is Ariel Olivetti. The letterer is Joe Carmagna. Uh, assistant editor is Michael O'Connor. Oh, I get that wrong every single friggin' time. The assistant editor is Michael O'Connor, and the editor is Axel Alonzo. 
Now, in this issue, uh, we start off with the return of the hate monger who is in uh, Mexico killing Mexicans. Why? Because he doesn't want him to come to America. Okay? He's crazy. Now, then we get the Punisher who just narrowly avoids getting captured by GW Bridge and his S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And Frank and his little his little partner, whose name just seems to always elude me, I'll just refer to him as Microchip from here on out because that's pretty much who he is. They, uh, you know, they get away from the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents and they find themselves um, kind of hiding out. And they're they're at this, uh, like, a roadside diner type of place, um, chilling. And uh, old Microchip goes out to get a newspaper and he brings it back to show um, the uh, hate monger there on the front. A little story, I guess, about him, you know, killing these Mexicans. And this leads into what has to be the greatest comic book line in all of comic book history. And so I'm going to spoil this for you if you haven't read it. But this this literally made me laugh out loud. And, my, and Karen thought I was crazy. Even when I read it, she, she didn't get it. But uh, And this was actually spoiled for me on the internet. And still, just reading it made me laugh out loud. And so so you got to picture this. Frank Castle sitting in a, in a booth in a diner. He's pretty, he's cranky. Frank's a cranky guy. And old Micro comes up and shows him this paper. And Frank looks at it and he says, you ready for this? He says, we got to steal a car. I'm going to Mexico and I'm going to shoot this guy in the face. That's, that's all you need to know about Frank. That's Frank right there, baby. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with the whole death of Captain America thing. And, you know, Captain America stood for, you know, a certain you know, freedom and, you know, all that crap that Captain America stands for. And here's this guy in Mexico killing Mexicans just simply because they're Mexican, you know, because the guy's crazy. He's the hate monger. Hello. And Frank doesn't like that. He doesn't like that one bit. And next issue, issue number seven, and we've probably all seen the image on the online is Frank in his, his quote, unquote, his Captain America costume. All right. So those are my comic book picks of the week. Yeah, I told you it was going to be a short episode, people, but, you know, that's just the way it's got to be this week. I'm not going to apologize. I'm not apologizing for nothing. Okay, <clears throat> this week we were supposed to do our top ten comic book movies. Uh, I'm not going to do that this week, just simply because Karen couldn't be here. Uh, we might try to squeeze it in for episode 36, but, like I said, a lot of that is going to be um, me talking with the... Uh, the raging bullets guys. Maybe I can uh, shoot a shoot an email or a, uh, a a message to them and see if I can get you know if we can get them to compile their top ten list of uh, comic book movies. Maybe we'll talk about it with them. Otherwise, plan on that going in about episode thirty seven. So we're gonna skip that this week and move on into listeners' feedback. <laughs> Okay, this week we'll kick off uh, listeners' feedback with a voicemail. We actually got some voicemails this week, people stepping up. So uh, let's go with the, the first voicemail of the week. Oops. Hold on a second here. Let me... Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, that wasn't really a voicemail, was it? It was a, uh, it was a busy signal. So I guess we should move on to the next voicemail of the week. 
Hey, Stephen and Karen. It's Kevin from Iowa. Have you? It's my once-every-other-week call. I'm the low-maintenance stalker. Um, <laughs> just wanted to talk to you guys and give you an update. Uh, don't read Sabrina. Still a great book. But we'll, we'll get to it. If you want to read something and you want to do a review, read PS 238. It's by a, a Kansas City artist-writer, um, Aaron Williams. Right, got me hooked. I'm just looking at issue number zero here, and it's like, have a bumper sticker on a car and it says, My Meta Prodigy Saved Your Honor Roll Student at PS 238. <laughs> um, just got done reading the, the 21 issues that are currently out and it's just a riot and just all ages, great fun, be great to, to read with um, Simon and, and the girls. Um, and the one issue there was something um, where some of the kids get kidnapped and even has a warning at the beginning about never to go with strangers and that kind of stuff just good stuff and I really appreciate the book and if you want to support a Kansas City guy um, you can uh, support Aaron Williams if you want I can uh, send you uh, the first trade paperback if you want to okay. review that um, I hope you're having a good time and everybody's getting over their illnesses and I'll hear you on the podcast bye thank you uh, Kev- Kevin for your voicemail um, <clears throat> sounds like a very interesting book um shoot me a, an email and uh, tell you where to send that trade because I'd like to read it. Um, next up, we have a, uh, a forum comment from Defixer3000. He says, good morning. Yep, I'm still out here, and yep, I'm always listening. One of the little, on the list of weekly podcasts, yours is the one I look forward to. You're usually the Friday night listen while I have the time to edit the website. Make the show notes so me and the crew can record on Saturday and catch up with the news. Ma'at contributes, but sometimes treats computers pretty much the same way some primates might treat a toaster. Okay, that's a biased opinion, but I'm officially the one with all the book-learning smarts when it comes to the funny machine with the keyboard and mouse that cats don't chase. Between that and work and the family, it's lucky when I can come up to comment. Once I could browse the board and get to more than a few comments in, because you knows I loves to make the comments... But time just doesn't treat me right these days, so I have to hit and run where I can. Okay, let me interrupt there. The fixer, if anybody can relate, this guy can. Uh, I think we made a joke last week that he didn't comment on last week's episode, but uh, you know what, dude? You comment when you can comment, because you you listen, and we love you. And he made he made a comment there in that first little paragraph about his show, The Fixer's Hideout. Check it out, buddy. I've, I, I actually... I started listening to episode number seven today. I'm probably 30 minutes into it, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, for those of you out there that listen, that have kids, yeah, don't let the kids listen to his show because uh, they get a little blue. But, you know, that's okay with me. I don't mind. I But The Fixer, I really enjoy it. Uh, keep it up. I've, I've realized that if I want to listen to your show, I just got to, for the moment, ignore what's come previously. I got to get out of that comic collector mentality where you have to read every single issue and just stick with what's new. And once I get caught up, I'll go back to listen to some of the other episodes. But The Fixer's Hideout, it's a great, great podcast. Listen to it. It's basically just a bunch of guys in a room talking comics, and that's what I like to hear. Okay, so let's go on with his his feedback here. He says, love the show. The story about the youngin is always adorable. And the person who told you that the mix of you and your most awesome for a non-comic reader wife is unique, had it hands down perfect. I like the other format as well. It's what 
drew me into the podcast in the beginning, but you used to talk about your wife and we, my aunt of my own podcast, listens to you and relates with having a wife who isn't into what he's into. Always curious. Her coming on just seemed like a natural progression of the show, though you shouldn't sacrifice the silliness. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt here again real quick. Uh, actually, no, let me just finish what he says here about the silliness. Fanboys are always at Marvel's door with torches and pitchforks. Every time they change Spidey's costume, we need more silliness. You were the, the doctor who administered the silliness for a group who, and I can say this because I'm one of them, who take taking themselves too seriously at a time to a whole new level. And it's obvious you use it to charm the wife in those dating days because she can bring the silliness too. Tell her, just let it go, Grasshopper. The power of silliness is within you. In your best imitation of a flashback and a kung fu episode, or wax on, wax off, whatever works. I like the silliness. It makes the chuckle patch giggle and gives up give up their corny jokes if you got that last reference you are moving to elderly phase and should prepare the walker and geritol appropriately love the banter but we need more silly too okay i do want to address this because with the wife not being here tonight it was really the perfect opportunity to throw some a a lot of silly in to throw in some norman to throw in some gary but i've got what is often referred to as the writer's block. I sat down just the other night and cause I've got big plans for the silliness. I've got big ideas for some Norman and some Gary and, and, and throwing some stuff in on each episode. And I, I sat down at the computer all inspired, ready to go. Nothing came out. And I, I go through these periods of just complete and total writer's block. And it, anybody who writes, can relate. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to have the ideas up in your head and there's no way to get them out. And but the silliness will be back. It's just give me, uh, give me a little time. Let me get through this writer's block. Uh, he continues. The most adorable wife must review Boston Legal as a religious watcher of the show. I'd love to hear her reactions to the episodes. I own the box sets of the first and second seasons, and many of them get repeat watches. The combination of Spader and Shatner is just perfect in my eyes. Reminds me of the Abbott and Costello where Martin Lewis teams when they were just on their game and made you laugh no matter how many times you heard the joke. Once again, awesome show. I'm giving you a recommendation. DC's World War III. It has the balls to the wall action that actually had something happen that will, in fact, impact on the DC universe. That impact has not been shown fully throughout the year, but if DC is smart, they'd play this for all it's worth. It's working for Marvel with Civil War. The the sales figures don't lie, unless, of course, they do. Well, thank you for your comments, DeFixer. I am getting uh, World War III. should be coming in in one of those little brown boxes uh, on Friday. So I'll be reading that then, and maybe I'll throw some comments up. I'm kind of looking forward to it. You know, it's one of the sad things about the Internet, because reading about this World War III event, which is, you know, really ultimately four four issues, five if you include week number 50 of uh, 52, which also I haven't read yet, um, everybody seems to be hot and cold on these issues. You know, on, on the one side of the Internet, you've got everybody who just, who's just loving the World War III. And on the other side, you've got the people who are just really pretty much hating it. And that seems to be how any book is if you judge by Internet reaction. So <clears throat> I'm trying not to let the, you know, negative comments on the boards and, and whatnot, you know, influence my reading of the book. But uh, 
you know, I, I am looking forward to it. I ordered the darn things, so I better enjoy them. Um, all right, let's continue with listeners' feedback with one more voicemail. Hey, Stephen, Karen, this is Justin. And this is Rachel. Oh. And uh, we're here to give you the top ten lists and other comments uh, for the show. No, wait, 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 Our wait. top ten. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I had to cut you off there, Justin. I saw, I apologize. But, uh, yeah, we will be doing the top ten, probably thirty episode 36 or 37. So we'll get to hear that voicemail in its entirety then. Unless you don't want me to, because I did listen to the whole thing and... And uh, I read your comment on the forum. Little bloopers happening there, but I, <laughs> I enjoyed the end. Maybe uh, Justin will let me go ahead and, and play that on the next episode or something. But uh, until then, we'll do our top 10 next week or the week after. So you still have time to get your top 10 lists in, people. So let's do it. Okay. All right. Before we end, uh, let's do some more Ask the Fanboys. Uh, Justin, who just left that message. Uh, ask the question, I can never seem to figure out what town in Kansas you guys live in. Is it Lawrence or Overland Park or just one of those suburbs in between? Actually, uh, we live closer to Topeka. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give the actual town we live in. Uh, I just don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little, I may have, I may have dropped it before in a previous episode. So, you know, if you want to go back and listen and look for it, but, uh, I don't know. I feel a little. Nothing against anybody listening. I just, you know, small town, feel a little leery mentioning it. But uh, just say we're, we are near Lawrence, between Lawrence and Topeka, you know, you know that area. I don't know. Probably wasn't the answer you're looking for. Too bad. So that's the show. <laughs> I apologize. Again, the wife feels very ill and she feels bad. She was really, she was going to try. She uh, was laying on the couch. Uh, with a little sore tummy and, and really wanted to try to step up and join me tonight, but she just couldn't. And I don't blame her. I didn't want her to because she was feeling bad and I didn't want her to feel like she had to come on the show. So, uh, let's send out our good thoughts to her. Hope she feels better. Um, send in your ask the fanboy questions and we'll, we'll get those answered. Hopefully I'll give you a better answer than I just gave Justin, but that's the way it is. So, uh, let's wrap her up. Um, Come be a member of the board. Join us over at the board at CG Podcast. Sorry. CGSpodcast.com slash forums or forum followed by the number two. The easiest way to find it is just go over to justanotherfanboy.com and click on the link that says my message board. We are a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network at comicspodcast.com. I cannot pimp this site out enough. Uh, if you don't listen to a lot of comic book podcasts and aren't really sure where to find a lot of great ones and just go to comics, comicspodcast.com because they're all over there. That's all I'm saying. Go to iTunes and leave us a review. That really helps out the show. The more re positive reviews we get over on iTunes, the, the higher up in the rankings we go and the more popular the show will become. Uh, leave us a voicemail over at the Just Another Fanboy voice line. You, uh, that number is 1-877-309-8367, extension 212. The number will also be in the show notes. The theme song for the show is Comic Book by the Super Spies. Find it and information about the band at garageband.com. The rest of the music from the episode comes from the Podshow Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. So until next week, I'm Steven, and I'm Just Another Fanboy. <laughs> Thank you.
Bye bye, Daddy. Bye bye, Daddy. Good job. <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See betmgm.com for terms. Twenty-one plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington D.C.